Hello, everyone, and welcome back to In Depth with Beth and Seth. And we have been on a hiatus, and we will call this season two, because why not? We are glad that, to join you again for the second season of In Depth. And Beth, we haven't done this in a long time. And in case you don't remember me, my name is Seth, and we work together. And right, right. yeah, and, and we used to do this podcast, uh, and now we're doing it again. Nice to meet you again. Well, hello, Seth. <laughs> I have to say that uh, while the hiatus has uh, been enjoyable, because many of us have, the two of us have taken separate times away from Plymouth this summer, I have missed these weekly conversations and talking about uh, what we heard the Sunday prior. So I am delighted that here we are for the first episode of season two. <laughs> Our arbitrary so season making. Right, yes. Well, I think it works. I think it works. I was going to say, if anybody doesn't remember our voices, my name is Seth Patterson, and I'm the Minister for Spiritual Formation and Theater at Plymouth Church of Minneapolis. And Beth, you are the, the Minister for... For I don't remember what are what, yes, who are you that long title. I'm Beth Hoffman Faith, and I am the minister for congregational care and worship. Doesn't really roll off the tongue all that easily, but I sure do love what I do. So grateful for those buckets of ministry. So what have you been up to since we last spoke? Oh, it's been a busy summer. Of have you have you done stuff? Have you been I have done stuff? Did a little travel. Did a little college searching. Did a lot of recreating of uh, things and worship and hopeful expectation for this thing called a pandemic to go away, and it hasn't. And so we continue to, to live into this time and uh, use uh, some creativity to reconstruct important rituals within the church. And today we get to talk about Rally Sunday, which is one of my favorite Sundays of the year. Where did you go looking? Are you looking for call? Are you going back to school or... For what was this college tour thing? <laughs> well, my youngest is a senior in high school, Miss Hannah, and she was pretty certain she'd want she wanted to go far away to look at schools. And then we did go far away and looked at schools and had an amazing two week road trip. And now uh, she's sort of reconsidering that and thinking maybe she doesn't want to go so far away. Uh, so I'm hmm. not sure where she'll end up. As she likes to say, she's in discernment. Uh, but our two what a road wise trip senior in high school. Was uh, was memorable. That trip was incredibly, um, just really the highlight of my summer and all that lovely time with my seventeen-year-old. It was and a, a lot of it in the car, right? <laughs> oh, Sitting yes. next to each other, yes. staring out windows. Yes, lovely. but we saw a lot of mountains. We saw Yellowstone National Park. There's no colleges there, but um, there are some close by. <laughs> but it was a nice detour on the on the way to to other schools. Yeah, it was a great summer. And you too, you had a nice long road trip in the middle of the summer. Yeah. I took my first two week vacation as an adult, which was, that's a really nice amount Mm -hmm. of time. Mm -hmm. And we, we drove South West and South. So we did kind of a loop. We ended up, uh, we went to the Santa Fe area of New Mexico. I wanted to go to the mountains and my wife wanted to go to the desert. And that was our compromise place. And then we went to Arkansas to visit my sister and her family who had just moved there to Northwest Arkansas, where I'd never been to the state of Arkansas before. The Southern part of the Ozarks are really quite lovely that they're there's elevation in the hills and it's really green and it's hot and humid. And I didn't know what to expect. 
but I was surprised by it. Well, we both put a lot of miles on our vehicles, it sounds like. We did. And because, our... because we put very little on it in the rest of the year. That's not true. Having to drive as much, which is great. <laughs> and our colleague, Duane, also enjoyed some time away to Napa Valley. And, uh, and so we all had these sort of sporadic vacations, which made it hard to think about when to record a podcast. But right. now we are into September. And as I think I said earlier last week, it doesn't matter how organized one thinks they are in August, September comes and everything feels like a fruit basket upset. Yes. Well said. I mean, for everybody else, I'm always on top of September. (laughs) With children going back to school and uh, big things to plan at church and a new program year commences. Well, and we had a double complication in that there were those glory days of May and June where the COVID numbers had dropped Mm -hmm. to practically nothing. And we, that's when we started planning this fall with an idea that maybe just maybe it would resemble a pre pandemic year in some way. Mm -hmm. And that has not come to pass in the same way that we were hopeful for. Indeed. We had a date set for the sanctuary to open uh, for for worship in August, and we had to delay that. And then we were hopeful that we could still do a full-on rally day inside and outside. And I had to reframe that. Our COVID numbers are, are a little unsettling right now with that Delta variant wreaking havoc and children returning to school and the state fair. Were... So now we just remain hopeful that soon, soon, well, those numbers will go down and we can worship inside the sanctuary. But until then, we're grateful for the tent and our outdoor worship, which has been a blessing all summer at nine o'clock. And yesterday being Rally Sunday, we, we rallied indeed. And we had both worship services outside and the choir returned at 11 o'clock. And I think people were just so uh, delighted by that. And yeah, we've had this tent up since June or since right after Memorial Day, correct? Um, a 30, 40 foot by 60 foot tent in our parking lot all summer. And it was supposed to go down after Labor Day, but we've extended it until the second Monday of October. Uh, and yeah, it has been well used. We have meetings and events and this 9 a.m. worship every week. It's been a really great gift. I think to this community and in some ways to the, this corner of Nicolette and Franklin, we are alive outside of the church walls, which, which is not always the case. I hope that it's witnessed every Tuesday. There's a, a vigil that starts under the tent and then circles the block and returns to the tent. Mm -hmm. And that is a, a very visual presence and uh, aliveness that we, we get to do because we have this giant structure to, to keep us shaded and dry. And many of our groups are meeting under the tent. I do believe we've become a powerful witness outside under the big top, as I like to say. And several people have have asked and inquired if we might do this next year, too. I don't know. It'll be kind of fun to do an outdoor worship each summer. Um, I I would be all for that. And I think it's important that we continue to stress that the church is not closed. 
We have not yet opened the sanctuary to worship inside. And I know that's a real heartbreak for some, and some people are questioning those decisions, but the church is not closed. We are doing so, so many ministries. We are gathering people in a variety of ways. We are reaching out and um, looking outwards and doing some deep reflection and all the things that we would hope that a church would do. It's happening. It's happening. And the church was never closed. The building may have been inaccessible, but as we mentioned in worship yesterday, church is not a building. Church Mm -hmm. is a people. And we have always been engaged in some way. And, and so the church has never been closed. It just, you couldn't always come in the building when you wanted to. But that's a powerful segue to the sermon that we heard yesterday, this rally Sunday sermon. We are here. That that really, to me, was the point uh, that Duane was was trying to make. We we are here. We have been here. We're celebrating 164 years as a gathered spiritual community, and we have endured this really difficult time, which isn't over yet. We know the pandemic hasn't ended. But we we are here and we are still here. And and what does that mean then for us as beloved community? Yeah, this was a, a real rally, rally day sermon <laughs> in, in, in its most rally way, which was really I I was excited about the way that the rally part of it was framed. Yeah. So the sermon is called We Are Here. Exclamation point. And it's on Matthew 7, verses 24 through 27, which is short enough that I'm going to read it quickly so that there's a little context. And this is at the end of what we often call Jesus's Sermon on the Mount. Everybody who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise builder who built a house on bedrock. The rain fell, the floods came, and the wind blew and beat against that house, and it didn't fall because it was firmly set on bedrock. But everybody who hears these words of mine and doesn't put them into practice will be like a fool who built a house on sand. The rain fell, the floods came, and the wind blew and beat against that house, and it fell and was completely destroyed. And that is our rally day scripture. (laughs) Well, and I liked the way that Dwayne referred to this passage in that in a, a figurative, not literal way, um, not so much a, a real house built on sand or rock, but you know the foundation of our faith that we we lay. What is the foundation of our faith and how we put that into practice, both individually and as a community? I think that Dwayne's sermon is an invitation to consider that. Yeah, he brings us into the conversation of what is the bedrock. Um, and and talks about, this is a, a quote, in his vision and dream of beloved community, the meek, the merciful, the persecuted, those who mourn, the poor in spirit, all of those on the margins are blessed, favored, and celebrated, not oppressed, nor dominated, nor dismissed. Jesus envisions a world of love, peace, and neighborliness, inviting his hearers to embody beloved community by turning the other cheek, loving their enemies, praying for those who persecute them and doing unto others as they would have others do unto them. That is the bedrock. That is what we build upon. And it's not easy, but it, it is simple. Right. So th- for me, this sermon felt, you know, it, obviously it was a great rally day sermon and that it was a, 
a bit of a, we can do this, a pep talk. We have done this. Look at what we have been able to do through this year. Not only this year, but at 164 years, what makes Plymouth, Plymouth. But I, it was also quite visionary. I think that Dwayne lays out what, you know, Jesus hopes for a beloved community. And it's a reminder for us to consider if we're, we're really living into it or not as right. community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can say we're still here and we can say that these are, this is the bedrock on which we're building, but it still invites us into the question of what are we building and what are, how are we standing on this bedrock? I think that we can acknowledge that we collectively understand it as the bedrock, even in discussions of what we do on top of it. We are still here. We, we have survived 18 months of a, he called it the merciless pandemic, which I I really liked that phrasing because it was, has been, and still is in many ways, merciless. Mm -hmm. Virus doesn't have mercy. And I wonder how many of us have spent time thinking about whether our life of faith is built on rock or sand in this time. We have been challenged. Our belief systems have been uh, have been rocked. And if we can th- look for some blessings in this time, it certainly has been an opportunity for us to truly think about who we want to be as community and who we want to be as individuals and, um, and people of faith in this, this world that demands us to act and to show up and to be engaged. You know, if anything, might we take Duane's word and really do some serious reflection and also perhaps some confession and repentance about mm. the ways we have let our faith fall on sand and find ourselves maybe entrapped by ways to be community that aren't so healthy. Yes, absolutely. And I hear that question, even if I, if people don't know exactly what's, that's what they're asking. What for every person who says, I look forward to returning to normal. There is at least one other person who says, I hope we don't go back to what was once normal. And that questioning of what is the thing that we built our lives on before? Do we want to continue doing that? Or is this an opportunity to build on a new, a bedrock of love, of neighborliness, of compassion? He does name sort of the opposite, which I, I found very helpful in this and You only need to look around to see that the values of empire, of patronage, of religious polarization has led to poverty, oppression, and domination of the most vulnerable. And that is the opposite. That is the thing that is easily seen as the other, that which we have been building on that is not the bedrock of Jesus's love, compassion, and neighborliness. Mm. Is this the sand of empire, maybe? So what kind of community are we going to be? Yeah. And it may look different than the community we have been. Different how? Like different, different? (laughs) Well, what does this scripture, how does this charge us as a congregation today? Having lived through a pandemic, where where are the sandy places in -hmm. our church that we may have to pay a little bit of attention to in order to, uh, to rebuild the foundation? You know, and, and that's not easy for any community to face, but I think if we're going to emerge from this time, a stronger, different, more committed people, then I think we have to face the sandy places. Right. While we celebrate the bedrock, 
there was a lot of celebration in the sermon yesterday. You know, we're here, we're survived. I mean, he starts with this great illustration for this musical loving woman uh, as he brought in the great song from Follies where an aged one-time starlet talks about her perseverance through life in a song called I'm Still Here. And she lists all the things that happened to her life. We could all sing that song. We really could all sing that song. Mm -hmm. But the point is, resilience prevails. We have been a resilient people in this pandemic. And what does that mean for us moving forward? How could that resilience shape us into something, something of Jesus's vision for us? Yesterday was my birth. As you, <gasps> it was indeed. Yeah, as I was going to tell nobody and you decided and to I tell everybody. everybody. <laughs> but what was really wonderful for me was to have it be my birthday and hear that sermon. And then when people would, that, that conversation, um, that birthday conversation where people really want to know something, but, but we never know what the question is. So it's just, how is your birthday? Mm. My response was, and it was really genuine. I'm really glad to be alive. I'm really grateful to still be here. And, and that marking of a day where it's more easy to acknowledge I'm still here on a birthday. Mm. I'm still here. I made another year. I'm really grateful to have made it another year. Well, and to be steeped in that gratitude, mm-hmm. I think is a, is a beautiful way um, to carve a path forward. And I'm certainly glad you're still here. I'm very delighted you were born, Seth. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate and, it. And even though it's not your birthday, I'm glad you're born. <laughs> and I also appreciate you lifting up the poignancy of hearing the sermon yesterday on your birthday and what that, and how mm-hmm. that, you know, we come to the experiences of listening to someone else's words with our own experience. Yeah. And that, that can change and transition the meaning, which I think is significant. Well, that is, that is our discussion for today. Thank you, Beth. This was a fun return to talking to you about that. I mean, we've talked about these things, but we haven't recorded ourselves talking about these things. No, but guess what? We are still here. We we're are still, still here. here. <laughs> you, you maybe wanted to get rid of us, but we're still here. <laughs> still talking about these things. So thank you all. I appreciate you listening and please listen to the sermon from September 12th, 2021 called We Are Here by Dwayne Davis. And let's have a little exit music. Yeah.